Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for thevikingage.com. And as always, I'm joined by Chris Shad, who writes for us here at the Viking Age, as well as Bring Me the News and Zone coverage. Before we get started today, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to our channel and like this video. And also make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Um, I wasn't going to have a trivia question, but I kind of thought of one on uh, on the way. Well, not the way in here, but before we started. Uh, the, the long podcast. commute from the uh, you know, yeah. family room to the closet. But yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, in 19, I believe it was the 97 season, uh, the Vikings played the Bills in Buffalo. I was at that game. I, I believe I was like 10 years old. Um, the Vikings won. But a certain quarterback won, had to had to play punter for the Vikings, and he won NFC Special Teams Player of the Week for his work. Do you know who the quarterback was who did that? 1997 Vikings, you said, right? Yep. <sighs> I don't even know who the starter was on that team. Was, was that? Brad, I think it was still Brad, Brad Johnson. Johnson. I think so. Well, it wasn't Brad Johnson, definitely. Was it Randall Cunningham? It, it, it was. It was wow. Randall Cunningham. Yeah, I, I just assumed I assumed like super athlete. Yeah. Um yeah. I wasn't sure if Cunningham had, you know, signed with a, I I I always get confused whether he showed up in ninety seven or ninety eight. <laughs> it was ninety seven because he had that crazy uh comeback card. against the Jets. Yeah. Or uh, the Giants, sorry. But yep. yeah, he did he did that. Um yeah. I just uh, I, that always sticks out to me. I think Robert Smith had like a couple touchdowns that day too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that was my first the first Vikings game I ever saw. Nineteen ninety seven um, in Buffalo. It was opening day, so it wasn't like in the snow. So it was actually kind of decent weather. But yes, the Vikings and Bills are playing uh, this weekend matchup uh, between the seven and one Vikings. Against the six and two Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, uh, the big news right now is that Bills quarterback Josh Allen is day to day with an elbow injury. Uh, he suffered an elbow injury uh, late in the game against the, their their loss to the Jets last week. Um, then he proceeded to throw the ball like seventy yards. So who knows how severe it is? But it could have gotten worse since then. Uh, but he's day to day. He didn't practice on Wednesday, and it, to me, it sounds like the Bills are doing like the old. We're not gonna uh, let you know that he's not playing until he's out, because uh, because they can do that. And uh, so now, so now the Vikings have to prepare for Josh Allen and Case Keenum. Um, but secret squirrel. Yeah. Do you? You know, you're. Pre- I've seen this going around. Some some people are like having this argument, but. Do you want Josh Allen to play on Sunday versus the Vikings? Because do you do you want them to, if they beat the Bills, do you want them to beat the Bills at their best? I don't care. <laughs> I, I really don't. I, I mean, Philadelphia's got a super soft schedule. The Vikings, you know, we, we always talk about, you know, are they legit or whatever? Yeah. Like, they are what they are. Like, this team's not going to magically change at this point of the season. They're a team that is very opportunistic. 
they're going to win in the margins, as Kevin O'Connell says. And it does not matter if Josh Allen or Case Keenum is the quarterback. Now, it will be more difficult to beat the Bills if Josh Allen is playing, even with a torn UCL, which, by the way, I really hope the Twins doctors are evaluating him because that would be great news for the Vikings. Um no, it'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be okay. Disabled less than like a week, but um, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess the, I, I, the, the old Vikings doctors, I guess. Yeah, yeah, possibly. I, I mean, I look at it from a standpoint. I just want the win right now, and I know some people might see it as cheap. But what do you have to prove? Are are you just trying to like impress the national pundits because they're not going to jump on this bandwagon? The people that are on the bandwagon now are the people that are going to be on the bandwagon later. And the people that are on the Eagles bandwagon now aren't going to be jumped off, even if they go ahead and like lose to, I don't know, the Giants or something. Everybody is so preoccupied with everybody else. And like I'm, I'm a little frustrated, honestly, with all the media coverage a little bit. They don't matter. Like one of them's coaching the Colts now. One of the talking heads. So, <laughs> you know, whatever. Can we talk about that though quick? <laughs> Like, what, what the hell is what that? Yeah, uh, it's just like Jim Irsay is up <clears> on <throat> the podium and he's just like, we don't need coaches with these newfangled analytics and like all this crap and whatever. Yeah, he sounded yeah. like old man yells at Cloud. Yeah. He might hire Mike Zimmer if this Jeff Saturday thing doesn't work. Oh, I like, think Jim, I think Jim Harbaugh is on a fast track to the to the Colts. I think I think he's 100 percent. I, I can see guy. that former yeah. former Colts quarterback. I could see that. One thousand percent. They're tanking. Sidetrack, but I mean, I I just had to. (laughs) They're tanking. They're they're tanking. Oh, hundred percent. This is this is worse than what the Texans did when they wanted to hire Josh McCown. Yeah, (laughs) like a hundred percent worse. Like you know, they talk about Rooney Rule and all that stuff. They did not talk to a black coach or coordinator or any of that. You don't have to with uh, the interim coach, which I think this this is why they did that because they're like, well, you know. He does well, then we already know that he's going to be our guy, and we can pretend now to interview other people. Uh, so so but, they'll just do a token interview, which is what this rule is supposed to eliminate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I heard that Jeff Saturday was like, when he got the phone call from Ursa, he was like, why Why are you hiring me? <laughs> uh, so that's, that's, that's a great, great sign, yeah. That's a great start. And then I'm just wondering, like, because there's 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 former head coaches on the Colts staff right now with with Gus Bradley and, and John Fox, and you know there's all these other guys on the staff that are gonna now have to listen to an ESPN analyst as their coach. I understand he's a former player. You know everyone talks about how Reggie Wayne or whatever should have been the coach, but like they're they they used to be teammates uh, Saturday and Reggie Wayne, so they're familiar with each other. But it's just yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's odd. It's an Ursay thing. It's apparently Ursay's been kind of had his fingerprints on a lot of stuff with the Colts recently, with like uh, Carson Wentz being gone. Uh, he called for Matt Ryan to be benched. Um, so he's uh, he's not really on doing too well recently. And that's kind of how I guess his his dad was back in the day. He'd like go down on the field and and bet, tell the head coach to take the quarterback out of the game back in the day and then fire the head coach afterwards if, if he didn't. So, yeah, and I don't think, I don't think Frank Reich was doing a good job there to begin with. I mean, no, but they didn't have, I don't think they had, to, but I don't think they had to fire him now unless they're just like, no. we, ha- we need to make sure we get like a top three pick. Right. Um, which is, this is a great <laughs> way to 
way to do it. Um, but yeah, it's also like, a great way to entice Jim Harbaugh. Just like, hey, we oh, have uh, yeah, we top got the number one pick. Yeah, we got the number one pick. You can come over here. We got Jonathan Taylor. Like they they got some pieces. Um, but yeah, it's just I feel bad for that fan base because um, like they're probably all like, what's going on? And then they had the press conference like in the middle of Monday Night Football. So it's really it's just it's a very weird situation. I kind of it reminds me. It feels like a Red McCombs era kind of Vikings yeah, decision, yeah. which don't want anything to do with anymore. It, re- it reminds <laughs> me of like college schools where like the coach will take like, you know, like, um, like the example that I had Brett Bielema once got up and left and went to Arkansas. Like he was at Wisconsin and Wisconsin's like, well, we need a coach for one game. Uh, Barry Alvarez. Oh yes, yeah. He, he did it for a long time. <laughs> he is going to coach the Rose bowl for us. And then we're going to hire, uh, what was the guy's name? It, I don't think it was Gary Anderson, something Anderson from Oregon state or no, he was from Utah state and he lasted one year at Wisconsin and they, uh, he left and they hired Paul Chris, but okay. yeah. 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 But back to Josh okay. Allen. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it was that's fine. I don't mind talking about that at all. That's it's a ridiculous thing going it's on. It's bonkers. <laughs> um who well one last thing. Who like who not that who would be the best, but like I don't know, who maybe who would be the best? Who would be like the most ran, best random Vikings player to to get a coaching guy? I think I threw this out on Twitter the other day. I could think of like Chad Greenway or like Sam Bradford or Antoine Winfield. Like those are some names that come to mind. Like this was the Vikings doing the same thing. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go full chaos though, like the Colts did, I mean, get Randy Moss in there. Get, give me John Randall. You don't think he could hype up. I would love to see John Randall's like oh. pregame speech. Oh, John Randall like, would be great. John Randall putting on the eye black, like <laughs> standing there as a head coach, just like he definitely have a All right, screw this. I'm going in the game. <laughs> he definitely have his shirt off for sure. Would be wearing a shirt. I think I saw Luke Brown oh. there. Was like I was, I was thinking of like trying to think of a mid 2000s uh, Viking center who could be the coach, and then I was like, oh yeah, then I remember oh. who it was, and I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't care either. Like you said, like they don't get any extra points or anything if they beat the Bills with Josh Allen. They're trying to keep pace with the Eagles to have you know some sort of shot at that number one seed in the NFC because it's still within reach. Um, so if they get this win, then they get to eight and one, and they're still you know they still have a great season at number one seed. So everyone's like, oh, like the Vikings are all these backups, and it's like. Okay, so does every other team. Like injuries happen in football, and this is this is how it goes. You, you play backups, you play backups in both. You know, so and every season, some of the, the, the teams at the top get the lucky breaks. Like you got to take advantage of those. And sometimes in the past, the Vikings haven't. So this is an opportunity to do that. And at the same time. If Josh Allen out, the Bills are still a very good team, at least defensively. Um, so it's not like it's just going to be a cakewalk if if Josh Allen isn't playing. Uh, so I, I yeah, I don't have a preference if he. I would rather see him not play because I think it gives the Vikings a better chance. But I don't know. 
Um, this is this is not college football where you win a whole bunch of games and then this committee sits down and they reseed you like the Vikings are gonna get the seven seed all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, no, like <laughs> win the games, keep pace with Philly because Philly's strength of schedule is just as good as the Vikings. They're 14th. Yeah. The Vikings, yeah. I believe, are 12th. I think the yeah. Cowboys are 11th and the Giants are fourth. But even like teams that people are just kind of hopping on the bandwagon, like San Francisco, their strength of schedule is 28th. Yeah. They, ha- they haven't played anybody and they're still four and four. Yeah. And their head coach is like a, a kid on Christmas that gets the big toys and just wants to play with the box. <laughs> Like yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, and I, I don't under I don't understand the hype about about the the Niners because everyone's like they got Christian McCaffrey and I'm like yeah, but everyone gets hurt every year for them, so I'm not really going to worry about it. And Christian and McCaffrey, when does McCaffrey get hurt? Exactly, it's going to um, happen. So, just looking at it from the Bills' perspective, like like is there any reason, like even if he's slightly banged up, to play Josh Allen on Sunday? Like I know they they want to keep winning and. They want to make sure they get the number one seed over the Chiefs. But, like, is the risk, is the reward worth the risk, maybe, of potentially furthering, like, making this injury worse and then not having Allen for maybe not the playoffs? Yeah, it's it's a very, it's a very slippery slope because, I mean... You do have a you do have a game lead over the Chiefs, I believe, in the AFC standings, but you have the head to head as well. This is yep. a non conference matchup. I, I mean, there's a lot of reasons you're at home, and and here's the other thing: the Bills are still a good team, no matter if Josh yep. Allen's at quarterback or not. Their defense has not allowed a team to crack 21 points all year, I believe. I, I think I heard that correctly. So yeah, I'm looking at it right now. No T. Uh, the Dolphins scored 21 in Week Three. That was it. So this is a very good defense. This is a hostile environment. Uh, Declan Goff, a score north, brought this up the other day. A couple of years ago, the Vikings go to Kansas City. They play the Chiefs without Patrick Mahomes. Matt Moore steps in. He nearly throws for 300 yards, and the yeah. Vikings lose. Vikings yeah. lost that game, and their chances to win the NFC North greatly diminished. That won't happen here, right. but again – if we're chasing home field, which should be the goal at this point, you're seven and one and officially a big boy football team. According to your record, I, I don't care. Josh Allen, Case Keenum, Mickey Mouse, John Cena. I don't care who is playing quarterback. <laughs> Get the win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I was the Bills, I, I would sit him. I think like the rest, the rest of the team is talented enough to they can even still beat the Vikings. If if Allen sits and it's not like Case Keenum's a terrible backup, we know he's not. Yeah. Um, he can if you, you give him, he's got he can get the ball to Stephon Diggs. We know that. Um, so I, I think they would be fine if if Josh Allen doesn't play. They got the defense. They got Von Miller. He's still healthy. Uh, I don't know if Tre'Davious White is coming back yet. Um, he's still on the on the fence. I think. And even um, if you, even if he does, you're going to throw him against Justin Jefferson right away. Yeah. Hey, welcome back from injury. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not easy uh, again, bud. <laughs> no. Uh, well, who's covering DJ Hawkinson? Um, but yeah, so, so it's going to be a tough matchup regardless, but yeah. All right. So there's some, just in this matchup in general, there's some, there's some, some fun, fun storylines going into this you know if, if case keenum plays it'll be case keenum and stefan diggs the the minneapolis miracle duo facing the vikings 
Uh, we got Leslie Frazier facing his old team where he uh, was head coach for for three years. You got Dalvin Cook versus younger brother James Cook. Um, and then you got the the battle of the four-time Super Bowl losers. Only only two teams in the NFL to go to four Super Bowls and lose all four of them. The Bills, of course, lost all of them in a row. So, you know, that maybe that's more impressive or uh, least exciting. I don't know. But maybe which one of these storylines or another storyline is, is kind of maybe your favorite heading into this matchup on Sunday? I think it's uh, that it's I, – I, I said it wasn't a litmus test, but it is in a way because I, I think that's the biggest storyline. It's can the Vikings – like I'm not worried about the Bills. I'm not worried about I, – I am worried about Stephon Diggs in the context of the matchup. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm worried about the defense. I want to see how the Vikings do in a hostile setting against a team that is a true contender. Is that we saw it against Philadelphia. I mean that's what people want to point to. You know, 24-7, and we've mentioned it on this show too. Irv Smith catches that touchdown. It's a much different game. Oh, yeah. The Bills are a team that that is the caliber of a team that you would have to beat. And I mean, again, like I said, even if Case Keenum is playing, this team is good. This this atmosphere is good. They've won six straight games at home. I think Sean McDermott's record after a loss is like 22-5 and five or something crazy like that. Like, this is a good team, no matter who is playing quarterback. And I keep, I hate to keep pounding that drum, but I want to see the Vikings go out and not piss down their leg on Sunday. Like, <laughs> it, it, I, it's not moral victory if they lose, but I mean, if they don't get clown hammered like they did against Philadelphia, I at least have some confidence in this team that they can go out and they can at least compete with some of the big boy teams. Because, yeah, maybe there is a little doubt. Maybe there is a little bit of some of that because they have – played backup quarterbacks all over the place and whatever. Although Andy Dalton seems to be the legit starter in new Orleans now, so we can wipe that off the list, but don't, I don't understand that. Um, it's not like he's playing good or playing well. It's not like they have their first round pick to tank. No. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, that's weird. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it is a good, a good test. And to their advantage, this game's at, at noon, in is in the daytime it's not prime times no shining lights uh they don't even have the number one fox broadcast team i think that team's uh going to watch the cowboys and packers because that game's going to be so much better did you watch the world series by the way uh i don't i don't i only i stopped watching after the padres lost because they they just absolutely just pounded the hell that they were getting Packers Cowboys in two weeks because they didn't have they didn't have a uh, national game last week because I think right. either it was CBS's turn and they had the World Series so they had to right. kind of have all hands on deck for that but it, it was just weird because they're like Cowboys Packers yeah, yeah, yeah. history and I'm like three and seven or whatever it is <laughs> like. The yeah, Brewers but, have won a game more recently than the Packers. But yeah. Nobody wants to mention that. And the but. Cowboys are coming off a bye. So, like, I, I don't understand. I, and are I'd the Cowboys them, good? I think, they're, I think their defense is really good. Um, okay. And I, I think I th- I, they, they got some playmakers on offense, too. Like, I'm, that's, a, that's a team where I'm like, I'm, I, think, I think they're good. And I think that game, which I think is next week, um, will be maybe even a better 
litmus test for 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 the Vikings because I think if they get through this one, they get through the next one, then you're going to see, and you're going to see some people like actually hopping on the bandwagon and being like, okay, all right, these guys, you know, Max Kellerman's not going to rank Kirk Cousins 16th behind Marcus Mariota uh, in the quarterback. I was more mad about Marcus Mariota on that list. I don't know if you saw that list, did, but did this just happen? What? his rankings or was this like uh, yes, yesterday or yet yesterday or two days ago, he posted like his top 16 quarterbacks in the league and Kirk Cousins was 16th. And I think Marcus Mariota was 12th. And I was like, mm. I'm, I'm more mad about Mariota being 12th than I am about Kirk Cousins being 16th. He also said Kirk Cousins needs to like lift a weight or, or get in better shape too. After, you know, he's got like a, a 12 pack on, uh, on the plane with his, his chains on. So I don't know. It's, 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 ESPN hot takery, I guess. You know, you need stuff to talk about. Uh, these Lakers fan are bases. doing well, so they need something. But. <laughs> this this fan base, or these both of them, the fan, the the Vikings fans and and the Buffalo Bills fans have have been through a lot in their their lifetimes. Um, which one? I mean, this this is hard. Might might be hard to not be biased, but which one do you think has been more tortured over the years? Oh, it's us. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 100 <laughs> percent it's us i i don't know what it's like to be a bills fan i i mean i i don't know like i it, it's funny because i talked to uh matthew collar when they were going to the afc championship uh, i think it was a couple years ago and and i asked him i'm like so grew up in buffalo you know you're pretty excited he's like ah not really you know it, it is what it is i'm like how in the hell is that possible and i admire collar for it i mean i wish i could turn it off at times when i'm like writing articles and stuff but i mean like just living through vikings fan i can't imagine another fan base suffering through more pain maybe if you're like the browns and you just never go to the playoffs at all um, it's like, uh, is it better to love or not to have loved at all? Right. Right. So, so like, you know, getting on that pre- and, and like, I have never seen, uh, the Vikings in the Super Bowl. Bills fans have seen their Viking, their team in four Super Bowls. Would you rather have seen your team in a Super Bowl during your lifetime? Or would you rather, uh, just never get there? Well, I mean, what the last Super Bowl they were in was 93. So I was six. So I yeah. wasn't gonna. I wasn't really still alive. That. It's like I it's was. like the Twins winning the World Series. I was off watching yeah. Rugrats or something. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, I would say the Vikings because it because just the how close they've been. They've like had these magical regular seasons, and then they get in the playoffs, and they don't they don't like lose by a lot. Well, I guess they did in twenty seventeen, but like. They get so close, like in '98, or they get so close in 2009, and they just get their heart ripped out. Like that's not how it was supposed to end. Like we were, this team supposed to be in the Super Bowl. The team that they were going to play was going to be easy to beat, and they were going to win their Super Bowl. But it came up just short. 
I think the Bills also have an argument because their team missed the playoffs from 2000 to 2016. That's mm-hmm. a long time. And to like just to even pretend to be motivated every year that like your team is going to do anything after uh, after five years, I'd be like, OK, do I want to do this again? Um, but they did it for a long time. The, the people that stuck with them are, are reaping the uh, rewards now because they're one of the best teams in the NFL. And that fan base is rabid uh, and they deserve all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, like just, just based on the, the, I don't know, the pain, the, this, just it feeling like a, a Lombardi trophy is in the hands of the Vikings and just like slipping out of their hands more often than not has got to be. Cause when the bills were in the Super Bowl, it, just the, the one against the giants was really the close one, the, the wide, the wide, right. Yeah. Um, all the other Scott ones there, yeah, they were pretty much blown out. Annihilated. So yeah, it's hard to be like, oh, we we almost won. No, you didn't. Um, so yeah, and yeah. and you know too, I use the well, like they've actually been in the Super, like the Vikings got to the Super Bowl this year. I I could say, well, it's house money. We haven't been there in a long time, but I know if they're in that game, I'd be like, win it, dude, yeah. win it. Yeah. Like seriously, like if you're in the it. Vikings at one point in their history. <clears throat> I I think uh, watching Luke Braun's documentary which you should if you haven't checked it out yet because it's tremendous. Uh, he mentioned that the Vikings have had just, I think it's just one Super Bowl in the fourth quarter where they were playing for a championship in 60 years of Vikings football. So the Steelers one? That was the Steelers one. Yeah. I think that was the first or second one. No, it was the second one. So the Chiefs was the first one. So yeah. They were favored by a lot in that Chiefs game. But- yeah, the Chiefs had Gatorade <laughs> and the Vikings didn't, I believe. Oh, wow. They invented Gatorade and then Hank Stram, who, ha, see, ha, yeah, boys, get them. The the age of the the no, the no, no headsets. You just scream on the sideline at everybody. Um, Speaking of the Super Bowl, is this a Super Bowl preview? Could be. I hate, I hate giving that answer like, uh, it could be, but it could. I mean, it's believable. It's very believable. I mean, the Vikings, even if you don't believe they're a legit team, I mean, how long? It's like a heater at the blackjack table, basically. Like They're just hitting 21 every time, and eventually their luck will run out. But, Maybe I mean, they, I could see them getting there. I, I mean, I still am on the belief that Philadelphia is not unbeatable. Like, they're this unstoppable, just indestructible force that – is just going to run through everybody. I think they know that too. Yeah. I, fan, I think the, I think their fan base knows that too. I think they're wide open. I, or I think the NFC is wide open. Yeah. Like, and especially if the Vikings, I mean, they're already going to get one home playoff game. Mm-hmm. If they get the two seed, which I think they have a two game lead over Seattle right now. And I don't think Seattle's going to hang. I mean, look at, look at the other two divisions. I mean, Seattle's six and three, but I don't think they're going to keep playing like this. No, uh, they have ten. they they have tough to it like it, as bad as their division has played this year. It's still they, those division games are still tough. They still have to play like the Niners and stuff. So, and Tampa Bay plays in a weak division. I mean, you could easily see Tom Brady like undertake, but I mean, Chris Godwin doesn't look like himself. Uh, yeah, they don't I have know. eight receivers deep. I mean, what are they gonna do? Call Gronk? Like, like is that not the biggest like, um, I don't know, indicator that Bruce Arians is just a really good coach? 
like yeah. with how bad that they're playing this year. Because he, least, he did really well with the Cardinals too back in the day. He can manage bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, look look at the last two years. I mean, the Bucks with all that attention and everything else and like Antonio Brown walking off the field. I mean. Oh, yeah. I forgot about he, that. He can do it. He, I, Bruce Arians is probably one of the best coaches of the past decade. He yeah. got the freaking Cardinals to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like what Carson Paul with Kurt Warner. No way. Yeah. No, he he no, he wasn't the coach when they went to the Super Bowl. Uh Ken Wisenhut was, but he got them to the NFC championship. He wasn't. I know he wasn't. I'm gonna look. <laughs> Ken Wisenhunt was the, the head coach. Oh, I but, think you're right. But the but the Cardinals were good. I think they won a bunch of division titles with, with Carson Palmer as their quarterback. Um and then he went to the Bucks and you know, they were okay, but they did really good when Tom Brady went there. But now, you know, you look at them now and you know to be fair tom brady's going through a little bit of uh off the field stuff right now so that's probably uh, affecting his play a little bit uh you're right i'm thinking a little bit ahead of time but i also would say todd, i don't think todd bowles is that great of a head coach uh no. he wasn't with the jets and he's not now you know some Vikings guys are just sure dodged the bullet there too <laughs> not to interrupt you but no no some the i, I think about that a lot <laughs> Some guys are just good coordinators, and uh, I don't think Todd Bowles is is someone who's a good head coach. Uh, yeah, but right now the Bills currently have the best Super Bowl odds, according to, according to FanDuel, at uh, plus three thirty, and the Vikings have the seventh best odds at plus sixteen hundred. And I believe they also have the fourth best Super Bowl odds in the NFC, behind the Eagles, 49ers, and Cowboys. I don't understand this obsession with the 49ers. I really don't. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, all right. So the Vikings take on the Bills on Sunday. The Bills are currently favored by three and a half. Now, this is important to note, too. This line dropped to three and a half yesterday after it opened on Sunday uh, with some sports books having the Bills favored by nine points. So it's almost dropped six points. So that would be a that feels to me like they don't think Josh Allen's going to play. Um, and then the over-under is 43.5 points. The current weather report, uh, which I didn't think it was going to matter, but apparently it might, uh, for Sunday in Buffalo, mid-30s with a 40% chance of snow with winds around 13 miles per hour. So we could have a snow game uh, on on Sunday in uh in Buffalo, do you wear do you wear do you do the all white if that happens if you're the Vikings or you, or you do the purple pants because you don't want to get lost in the <laughs> snow? Uh that's a great question. I guess I never thought of that because I I guess on defense it could be an advantage, but you know on offense you don't want Kirk Cousins being like, "Where is everybody?" Like camo. Um, but the Vikings will win on Sunday <laughs> if what happens if they establish the run. Yeah. Um, not to sound like Mike Zimmer, but you mentioned the weather report. I mean, those things seem like they play into the Vikings hands in this game. If Josh Allen doesn't play, if there's a little bit of snow, maybe some subpar conditions, the Vikings did not do a good job establishing the run last week. And I think that was kind of expected because Washington's front seven is pretty good. Buffalo started out the year pretty good in uh, rushing defense. Uh, in let's see, I'm counting right here. Five of their first six games, they held opponents under 100 yards rushing. The last two games, the Packers got 208 yards rushing and the Jets had 174. You know what I, uh, 
a uh sorry my phone's going off here because people don't understand that i do this <laughs> um you know what the packers and jets have in common they both they're both green sean mcveigh inspired schemes right oh yeah they run yep. the zone yep. scheme yep so if the Vikings can get their offensive line fixed, because I mean, do you really want Kirk dropping back to pass with Von Miller on the other no, side? No, no, like, and they're not going to have him go up against Christian Derrissaw every play. They're going to no. send him at Garrett Bradbury, Ezra Cleveland, and Ed Ingram. Ed Ingram. So yeah. Yeah. you play to your strengths here. You establish Dalvin Cook, and especially if it's a snow game, I think you lean on the ground game in this game. So I think that's how the Vikings will win if they can get Dalvin Cook going. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Alexander Madison kind of got a little more play too, because just kind of use that his his I guess he's a more powerful powerful runner than than Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Dalvin has power, but not not like uh, Madison. But yeah, yeah, they got they got to run the ball. I I it's it's the Bills have shown a weakness the last two weeks that they are, they're having trouble stopping the run now. Um, and the Jets, like they lost their starting running back, Brees Hall, like a couple weeks ago. So it's not like they they had what what they have like Andre Carter uh, as like their their starting running back. So he's, I think, I would say Dalvin Cook's probably better than than he is. Um, mm. And the Vikings' offensive line has been really good at, at run blocking this year. So yeah, establishing that run, I think, um, as always. Uh, pressure the quarterback more so now. If if Case Keenum is in there, we know that if he gets a little pressure, that he can get pretty flustered back there in the pocket. Uh, Daniel Hunter seems like he's starting to, you know, pick up this defense and and figure out what he can do and how he can be good in this defense. So that's good news for the Vikings because we already know Zadarius Smith's going to just go crazy like he did. He's gone all year pretty much. Um, so that's good. Uh, I think Dalvin Tomlinson's still questionable, uh, with his calf injury. I know he didn't practice yesterday, so, uh, it seems like might get, but, but the guys who filled in for him last week did, did well as, as well. Tonga and, uh, Chris, or yeah, was it, is it Bullard? Jonathan Bullard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's in there. Um, so yeah, establish the run, get pressure. Um, and you know, just don't 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 shoot yourself in the foot like like I think the the commanders did that last week when they they could have won if they didn't have like cup penalties uh, especially on the road you cannot you know cannot do that you got to play you got to be disciplined and it, it sounds so cliche and simple but just you got to be smart and I I think that's one thing the Vikings have done well this year they've been they've played smart football they haven't really hurt themselves they've let other teams you know do that to them their own selves and it's worked out in their favor. The Vikings will lose on Sunday if what? Um I think they'll lose if the offensive line doesn't hold their water. Yeah. I mean it's gonna be a lot about the offensive line because I mean you got Von Miller there, you got Ed Oliver there, you got big beefy men in the middle of that defensive line. I mean I, I have loved what Christian Narasaw and Brian O'Neill have done so yeah. far this year, but uh, the interior of that line is a crapshoot. Uh, last week, it was Ezra Cleveland being the worst offensive lineman, uh, regardless of position, in football last week. I think yeah. only Scott Quisenberry had a worst overall ranking in PFF. 
Um, that's not good. No. And then, you know, Bradbury has been okay. I mean, I mean, I've been willing to give him a pass. Don't sign him to a contract or anything, but I mean, but he's, he's got an ankle. Fine. He's got an ankle injury right now too. He didn't practice yesterday. And we've seen Eddie Ingram a little bit, who's had a couple of Keystone Cops moments uh, in the yeah, trenches. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. I mean, yeah. I this this passing attack definitely concerns me a little bit. I mean, they got to try it. I mean, you can't just run the ball ninety times. I mean, that would be a Mike Zimmer dream. But um, yeah, I think if the offensive line is able to slow down the Buffalo defensive front, I think that the Vikings. Well, uh, you asked me to lose, so I mean, flip that around. If the if the offensive line doesn't hold its water, I think this is going to be a loss. It's a tough game. It's a tough uh-huh. game. There's a couple of things. Um, I think Stefan Diggs is going to be a little motivated um, for Sunday because it, you know. you know, it is weird when you think about it though, because the people he was mad at are like fired. They're gone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like Kirk Cousins said yesterday, like he, he told me it wasn't my fault. Which I was kind of surprised. I've always thought yeah. like there was a little bit of of like Kirk Cousins, but it seems pretty clear that he wasn't the guy or 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 a reason why Stefan. And he likes out. Jefferson too. I think those two yeah. are pretty tight. So, but still, it's your it's your old team. You know, things didn't work out. There's he sees things on social media of like even in the past of fans being like, "Oh, Jefferson's way better than Diggs now." Anyway, yeah. so so these are receivers. They want to be the best in the league, no matter what. Um, that's a matchup we didn't even talk about, like Jefferson Diggs. It's not that they go against each other, but like just just the head to head. But I think he's going to be motivated. We've seen former Vikings in the past be super motivated to play against the Vikings. Percy Harvin comes to mind, uh, being with the Seahawks and playing one game during the regular season, which just happened to be against the Vikings, and he went off in that game. Um, so I, I would say that he's going to be extra motivated. So stopping him seems like a, a priority who, especially because I think Cam Dantzler is injured. So who, you know, who are you going to put on him? I know Caleb Evans did good last week against the commanders. You know, do you put Peterson on him? Do you, uh, you know, put a, a safety on him as well? And you got Gabe Davis to worry about who is able to get behind the defense. So you got to worry about that. Make sure your communication's on point. Um, so stop, stop, stop digs. He's, he's regardless of who plays a quarterback, he's going to be able to make plays. We know that. So you gotta, you gotta stop him. Uh, the Vikings need to stop the run. The bills have the six best rushing offense, uh, in the NFL this year. Of course, Josh Allen has a lot to do with that. So if he doesn't play, then that's might be different. And, uh, lastly, Greg Joseph. You gotta, you gotta make your kicks. Like this is going to mm-hmm. be a game where you, where points are probably not going to be easy to come by. So any chance that the Vikings get to, you know, get some points on the board, whether it be field goal or a touchdown, they need to do that. They can't be leaving points on the board, like you know the Packers against the Lions because they were what within the, in the ten yard line three times last week and and Rogers threw interceptions. Um, so. Greg Joseph has been good on the road this year. He, I don't think he's missed a kick on the road. Um, but like I mentioned, the winds are going to be, what, 13 miles an hour. So could be Can different. I toss out one more thing that I yep. just kind of thought of? Uh, yep. Just looking around on PFF stats here. Um, the Buffalo offensive line is kind of mediocre. Because their yeah. their pass blocking grade is a 64, that's 17th in the NFL, and their run blocking grade is 25th at 
Um, this defensive front for the Vikings has played, it's been gelling, yep. so to speak. I know they'll be without Dalvin Thomas, and that hurts a little bit. Um, but I mean, Zadarius Smith has been balling all year. Daniel yep. Hunter had a couple of sacks. This could be a game where, especially again, if Josh Allen does not play, that could play into the advantage of the Vikings. I, I'm not going to sit here and predict a win just because I, I just, I, I think the bills are just too good overall, but I, I, it's, it's a really interesting game. I, I was saying this, I think last week that I always get excited to watch the Vikings play most weeks. But I mean, mm-hmm. this week th- or this year, there's just anticipation for mm-hmm. every Sunday because I-, I don't know if it's because there's something new, if there's something different. Like you want to see the next step in their development, see, keep it going. Like, see what the next chapter is. It- it's like a good, t- it's like a, um, you know, you're a wrestling fan, obviously. It's like a good storyline. Mm-hmm. Like when you have promo after promo and you get involved, you want to see the blow off. And I mean, we're getting plenty of like tidbits and little pieces here, just having this conversation where, I'm excited for kickoff at noon. I mean, Kirk Cousins, Sunday afternoon at noon. I, I mean, they're probably <clears> looking <throat> at the schedule going, oh, shit. If, if they win, <laughs> when, you know, are we going to see like <clears throat> 20 chains on uh, Kirk Cousins on, on, the, on the playing back? Is he is he going to be – is he going to have any clothes on? Like what <laughs> – <laughs> I think he's he said he was standing on top of the plane wearing. I think he his said chains. he was a little worried, like where this this might be headed. He doesn't even know what's up. Like, a, <laughs> I think you gotta go. You gotta you gotta get a grill next to uh to if that's the next next step in the process. All right, I think final Z score. Said they were uh, crowd or crowdfunding to get him his own chain. Now they are. They are. They're, they're working on that for a Christmas present. So I'm curious yeah. to see what they put on that because uh, <laughs> if they're gonna sue me like <laughs> Kirko or something. <laughs> Uh, final score prediction. What do you got? Um, over under is forty three and a half. Yeah, I mean Luke Braun said twenty three twenty Bills this morning, and I think I like that. So I'm gonna go twenty three twenty Bills. All right. Um, I did some bold predictions. Went down. I copied your. Uh, you weekly. didn't steal my thunder, did you? No, I did not. Not for this week. This is like for, the Catalina wine mixer. I did them for the know? rest of the the rest Don't of the mess season. My nut. During during the bye week, I did like the rest of the some predictions for the rest of the year, and I predicted the Vikings to beat the Bills uh, in this game before even knowing if Josh Allen was with was was healthy or or not. So I'm gonna stick with that, and uh, I'm gonna predict the Vikings to win seventeen to thirteen. I I think the weather will be a factor. I think the defenses will be a factor. So I think it's going to be, I think there'll be some turners in there, um, but I don't think it's going to be high scoring. I, I don't, I don't think maybe it could, but I, I don't, I don't think so. So seventeen thirteen, Vikings. That's what I got. We'll be back on Monday, hopefully talking about the Vikings, which would be what is it? Would this be sixth or seventh? This would be seventh, seventh straight win. Yeah, seven straight win. wins. So. Hopefully, we'll be be talking about that. Um, But until next time, uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like this video if you're watching on YouTube. Follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. And the audio version of this podcast will be available uh, probably by the morning on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, But until next time, on Monday, Chris and I talk to you later. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.